Fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Cantrell, and today I'm so excited because we're going to hear from the incredibly talented powerhouse duo and real-life besties who founded The Real Social Agent, Whitney Abraham and Kim Mills. Whitney coaches female entrepreneurs all around the United States, and Kim is a powerhouse real estate agent. They join forces to create an amazing company to help real estate pros turn their social media into their best calling cards. Everybody, welcome Whitney and Kim. Hey, ladies, how's it going? Hi. Yeah. I am so excited to have you guys on, two of my dear friends, and I can't wait for you guys to share your journey, like the very beginning of starting your guys' business and what it's like to run a business with kids and all of the fun stuff. So Whitney, I want you to get started. Um. I, it's always so much fun to be able to have these conversations with women that I love and respect. And I'm, I'm always amazed. Like I'll look around and I'm like, man, I am so I'm surrounded by such brilliant, like incredibly impressive women. And they're all moms. They're all moms. (laughs) Um, I got started in business about seven years ago. So I actually had a, a decade long career in corporate fundraising and sales And then I had children and like this happens for most women, when you have children, your priorities change and you realize, oh, I am absolutely not willing to go and do that job and be away from these babies. So I actually started my first business on maternity leave and with my first, and by the time I had my second, 20 months later, I was able to make up the income that I needed to be able to leave that job and come home. And that started like a series of domino entrepreneurial effects that were insane Um, and so ended up starting a couple of businesses that went really well in coaching practice that went incredible. And then I met this darling little girl, Kim, uh, and we started a journey together as well in a business that has just brought me so much joy and fulfillment. Yes. And I can't wait to dive into that later. Mm -hmm. And I love that story because I think anyone who comes from corporate and then starts their own business, it's like your memory of that, at least mine, I will never forget. Sunday nights and being like, oh my gosh, I do not want to go there. And then once I had my, um, my first son, Dean, I was like, oh my gosh, like I cannot ever go back there. And so I think having that in the back of our mind is so powerful and just pushes and drives us. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kim, tell us about you. So my journey, I mean, I started in the corporate world as well. I was in the advertising world and I was totally addicted to it. Um, 
I lived in Chicago, was totally, you know, that Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> running around town. Um, but I lived for the excitement and the thrill. And it was, it was great in that chapter of my life. Um, but I think, you know, as life continues to happen, I actually, I ended up moving to Ohio and I did have a year of, well, I had a couple years of advertising in Columbus, but I realized um, once I had my first, I was like, I don't know how to do this. And actually just like, let's just jump in and be super candid. We actually, my husband and I, we miscarried before I had my firstborn. And it was a huge lesson for me because at that time I was living that really fast paced life. I was going from Ohio to California on red eyes, like weekly. And I realized two things. I really did want to be a mom and I needed to make space for it to happen. And I didn't, I wasn't allowing that to happen. And so it was kind of a, it was a really big journey for me mentally, um, to just understand what I needed and what was going to provide fulfillment for me. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog, my son's on, on in charge for that. <laughs> anyway. We can always hear dogs on this show. Yeah. Totally. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I realized there were certain things that I knew were important to me. And so it was just kind of diving into like, what is important? Like, what do I really get satisfaction with? And it all came down to me. It was that client relationship. That's what I did in advertising. Um, and I think that's what I've fallen in love with for sure in real estate. And even now what Whitney and I are building together, it still is like this it's the relationship, you know, it's watching somebody grow, it's helping them um, get further than they think they can. And I mean, I just, I live for moments like that. So. Yeah. I, and you guys do such a great job at it and let's actually dive into that. And we'll go back into more of like the parenting side of it later, but what do you guys, how did you guys um, partner together and what does that look like? And what is the company that you started? So this is so funny because Kim and I um, met at, at, at a networking event that I was hosting and then we kept up with each other and she ended up working with me and she was so good. She was so good at marketing that it literally was like watching your dreams. Like if you could think of the one person that you would want to attract as your client over and over again, yes. it was Kim for me. And she literally killed it. And we kept in touch and I went to her after having planned a couple of other events with her that were like one-off events. And I said, I have, I've, I'm wondering if you have this idea for a second revenue stream, that's not transaction based from a real estate perspective in your business. And she said, yes, I just don't know what it is. And I said, good, because I know what it is and I need help doing it. I can't do it on my own. And so we started real social where we are literally teaching realtors how to market themselves on social and removing a lot of the work off of their plate by doing a lot of the strategy, a lot of the planning and a lot of the execution for them. So we're a little bit of a hybrid content creation and social company. And it has been so much fun to be able to take all of these strings and package them up in a way that really helps serve our community. Well, and it's so fun watching you guys. Cause you're just like this dynamic duo and you're so funny together and it's perfect. And I think so many people search for that and it's hard to find. And I have to ask him yeah. when your business coach comes to you and tells you that how freaking excited were you? Uh, I mean, it, it is one of the best days I've had as a working woman. Like totally. I, we were planning something else and we had this weekly spot that we would always meet. And I typically would get there early because I would take kids to school and then I would just sit down and try to, you know, we all know what we do. You plug away for 20 minutes because 20 minutes is valuable. So wit of course shows up early too. And so we have this conversation and I, 
Um, it's funny. I am a planner. And I think for probably the first 30 years of my life, I felt like I really needed to know where I was going. Like I needed to know that if I chose decision A, it was going to get me to B. Um, and I learned in my 30s that maybe you need to be a little more flexible and just mm -hmm. put yourself in the right spaces and you might not know exactly what it looks like yet. Um, and so like now being in my 40s, I was like, I mean, it was a hell yes. And I was like, I don't even know what this looks like yet, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. And you brought and I think that's such a good, like such a good testament to Whitney. Cause it's like, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm in and I'll figure it out. Like, I love yeah. that. Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach. And we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. Improvements to your property, whether it's your personal residence or an investment property, helps increase what's called your basis, and it will help you pay less in taxes when you sell the property. So don't forget to always improve your properties. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. Well, it's, a easy, it's an easy yes when... Um, like what we were going to do together, I believe in, I mean, it works. I did it. Whitney taught me how to do it. Um, so it's like, there was no question. Um, but there's no way I'm going to do that heavy lift by myself. Right. So of course, if Whit asks me like, yeah, well, and I think so, yeah. an important, an important note of this entire journey, um, I had built multiple businesses on my own and they were successful, but I was so lonely. I was so tired of doing it all on my own. And I had these ideas and these visions for what was possible, but I'm looking around at my life thinking, okay, when exactly are you going to do that? How exactly are you going to do that? And I think as women, especially entrepreneurial women, we do this to ourselves like on accident. Like we put ourselves in this position to be the only one that does all the things. And I can't tell you what a breath of fresh air it is to have a partner, a true partner that shows up that is just as invested in the success of the company that believes just as deeply in the work that we do that shares the load. Like it has been the second marriage of my life. Yes. <laughs> well, let's, let's, sit on that for a minute. So if there is somebody out there who's lonely building their business by themselves and they want to find somebody like you have, like, what do you recommend them? How do they even find somebody? Well, I think when you notice people, women have this thing, they do this thing where they get in a room with other women who do what they do and they feel some kind of way about it. And it's usually not always a positive way. Um, and that's not their fault. I think society has really sort of forced that narrative on them. That being said, if you're in a room with somebody who does what you do and you admire a lot about what they do, even if you're feeling a little bit jealous about it, start to like get curious about that and start to force yourself to get in the room and to see all the positive things about collaborating with them and force yourself into the rhythm of learning how to collaborate in small ways so that you can get to the place where you can really trust somebody to be a true collaborator. I think that's the first step. And maybe it's not everyone's journey, but it certainly was part of mine. And then, you know, one of the things that we don't do is that we don't ask, like I wanted a, I wanted a partner and a collaborator, but I wasn't getting on the internet being like, Hey, does someone want to collaborate with me? I bet it would have happened faster if I'd done it. Oh my gosh. And then you'd probably have so many people reaching out, but I think that the way that you did it was so great. And I think that a good point is you hosted a networking event. Kim showed up to the networking event. And when you have that networking event, you go in intentional and you want to make sure that you're building those connections. But then once you make a connection with someone, how do you, you know, keep that relationship going? And I think so many people just stop after that and they have no like follow-up plan for it. So what a good I think, story. I think the other thing is you, um, like when, you, if you are feeling lonely, I think 
you have to like, you have to go inward a little bit. And I think we avoid those things. We avoid like what is really wrong or what is that thing that just doesn't feel good. And if it is, if it's company or if it's just accountability or whatever it is, it does exist. I think you just have to, I mean, Whitney said it, like you have to ask, but I think first you have to go a little inward, like what's missing because it can all look great on paper. It can. And this is what I felt like when I joined Whitney for coaching, it all looked great on paper. My real estate business was thriving and I wasn't happy. You know, I was like, and, and no one, no one knew that, you know, it was like, because why? Well, Kim's numbers are great. And she's, she's making it look good on the ground. Um, but you know, ultimately like I needed to make some adjustments because it wasn't, it was like this hamster wheel. I couldn't, I couldn't stay on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this story. So, okay. Let's go back to, um, you know, raising children while bu- building businesses. So, um, if Whitney, why don't you start, tell us a little bit about like, what have been some of your biggest struggles when it comes to, especially cause I know you work from home all the time. And how do you overcome some of the struggles that you've um, encountered with them home while you're building your business? Well, when I started my second business, which was a really successful business, like a multiple six figure business out of the gate, my kids were at home full time. So I had my children home full time and I was running two businesses, one of them wildly successful. And I thought I was losing my mother effing mind. Like I was literally insane. I had a conversation with one of my dear friends who's a life coach because I was convinced that I needed her help. Like, what is the matter with you? And she was like, Whitney, I love you. You do not need me. You need a babysitter. And (laughs) it changed my life. I got full-time childcare after that conversation with a friend who could have taken my money and could have like had long drawn out conversations with me, but she knew better. And she was like, that's not what you need. And having childcare changed my life. So that was one huge thing that was really hard because I was trying to be both this mom who's present all the time and a successful business owner. And I just kind of felt like I was letting everyone down all the time. Like I was never able to feel good about any of the outcomes because I'm like trying to wipe someone's butt while I'm also trying to like create content for the internet. And they both come out crappy, no pun intended. Like it was (laughs) awful. Um, so that was a huge thing for me. And I honestly think letting go of all expectations, like now in my life, this took me years to get to this place, but now in my life, there is no expectation of like what revenue goal looks like or what level of success or how many, whatever, like, no, I can't have that kind of pressure and also be a mom at the same time in my life in this season. And maybe one day there will be another time in my life where I really push myself from a goal perspective, but I made myself literally crazy doing that in the beginning. And so now I'm just like, no, we do our best work. We do work that lights us on fire. We show up for the people that need us. And like, that's gotta be enough. Do you feel like, you know, knowing that and saying that to me right now, do you feel like that kind of comes and goes over time. Cause I know sometimes I'll be like, I feel like I'm on top of it. And then all of a sudden I'm back in that situation where I'm not present. And I feel like it's a hot mess and then it gets better. And I feel like it's just this nonstop roller coaster for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And learning to be gentle with yourself about it and not make it mean something that it doesn't right. Like mm-hmm. don't make up some big story about how you're losing your edge or how you don't love your business anymore because you're tired, right? Like, are we tired? Are we hungry? Are we thirsty? Like are our emotional needs being met? Those things actually impact the way that we run our business and our family way more than we want to uh, articulate them. <laughs> so true. All right, Kim, tell us yeah. your struggles. I mean, for me, I think, um, I think there are seasons as, as we're working moms. I mean, I think 
<clears throat> sometimes you can feel like you're in a really good stride and like your, your, your tribe is there. Like whenever you need them, they're there. And then I think I've had other seasons where I was like, I feel like everybody's coming to me and I need to try to be there for everyone else. So other things have to go. Right. So I, I guess for me, um, I am a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> so I have really been working. I mean, I would say my forties have kind of been more about putting really good boundaries in place for myself. Um, but when my kids were young, I mean, my kids are 11 and 14 now. And so it was like, you know, Kim has it all together. She's doing all these things and saying yes. And there were times it was like, it was detrimental. Like I was saying yes to stuff that was, you know, impacting our family life. Like I wasn't here when I could have been and just putting more stress in situations where it was like not necessary, you know? Um, so I think for me, it's been learning to say no to things and not feel bad. Um, it's learning how to ask for help. Like, I mean, my favorite word right now is carpool. <laughs> It's literally oh, yeah. my favorite word. Um, and, you know, and it's like everyone else feels that way. So there's, you know, I think there's this facade that like, you know, we all fall into it. It's like, wow, Kim's so busy. She's doing all these things. How is she doing all these things? Well, I'm like, I'm not doing them by myself. You know, like it's not possible to do them by myself, nor do I want to. As Whitney just said, it's a lonely space to be in. Um, I have not always been the best about asking. I will say that was probably one of the things if I could go back and change something when my kids were little would be like asking for help. I did have my kids in full-time care. Um, I got into real estate when the recession happened. I was one of those. I'm like, I'm going to get my license. And like, everyone's like, the world is crashing. <laughs> um, but I, I knew for like, just the way I operate my, I mean, my son wasn't even one. And I was like, going to classes eight to five for a month because I knew I needed to treat it like a full-time job. Like I wasn't going to step into this and try to be, you know, doing this with kids at home. Like I wanted to jump in like to the deep end right away. So there's that competitive athlete and Kim Mills right oh, there. Yeah, for sure. This and there was some, I'm not going to lie. Like there was some ego in that because I was leaving, you know, this corporate world where I think we attach our self-worth to our title. And I got stuck in that. It was like, Ooh, I'm a director or Ooh, I'm, you know, VP or whatever. And yeah, that was exciting. And it was a chapter that I was like, I was in that. Um, and when that went away, I started to feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm just a real estate agent. And I said that in my head for a while. And I like, I was like, why am I saying that? I, I get to work with such cool people and do such an amazing thing for them in their life and help them on this journey. And I just, I had to get over that, it, but it took a while. I feel like, I feel like in real estate, you still have that so strong. Like we're constantly like put up on boards of how many, you know, our numbers are constantly flashed out everywhere. And so you're running this race and you're like, what, why am I running this? Yeah. Like, why do I care to be on that board so bad? I know. You know? And I, I hop on this call every once in a while and um, it's all agents, mostly from Ohio, but anybody can join on that clubhouse app. But we talked about, uh, you know, I think like where people just, how they are either motivated or how they kind of judge themselves. And I said it out loud for the first time on one of those calls. There were probably a hundred people on that call. And I was like, I don't, I am not out here to be number one. Like I am not out here to continue to just grow and grow and grow. There's a point where I want it to feel like not easy, but I want it to feel really like more in harmony where I can do this. I can take off with my kids when I want to, I can be with my husband or my friends or whatever. And it's like this harmonious thing versus this, like, ah, uh, like you just can't ever get out of that. Cause that's what I was feeling in 2020 when I really like worked with Whitney, because I was like, 
I was doing that and I was getting all the awards and the accolades. And I, at night I was just like, this feels emptier than ever. I mean, mm-hmm. the money was, the money was great. Let's, I mean, I'm not going to lie, but it's like, that's not everything. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. We could talk all day and you guys are going to hear so much more from them because they are partners of moms in real estate now. And just stay tuned for those announcements. But you guys, before we leave today, I want you guys to tell me this question. Okay. I'm going to ask you something totally random. It just came in my head, but if you had to add a celebrity to your guys's dynamic duo and make it a trio, who would it be? I mean, we already have Kristen Wiig, so we don't need her. Don't her. Totally already have her. And we don't really need Melissa McCarthy because we already have her. Mm-hmm. So who do we need? <laughs> God. This is a hard it's, question. It's Oprah Winfrey. It's it Oprah is, Winfrey. It is Oprah. It's Oprah. She would fit in good with you guys. You guys I think she'd like be Oprah. so annoyed with us, but she would like pat us on the head. Like she you're would. wearing her cute little wild children. She'd, she'd be like, like, okay, can we be serious now? <laughs> I was just going to say, I could see her being like, okay, girls. <laughs> yeah. We got to rein it in, but then she'd be, she'd have some great, great addition to your guys. Yeah. Do I would say Oprah or like Brene Brown. Who oh, doesn't yeah. love Brene? Yeah, oh Brene. God. Bring me. Yeah. Bring me that right? one. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I think, I think it's Renee Brown after I just saw Whitney's face. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she could say she could put us in line with her cute little accent. She'd be like, y'all settle down. She's also kind of snarky, funny too. So that would work well. I don't think Oprah has got the like bite to the conversation. You know, she just kind of like an omniscient. She's like the version of God. If I picture God, it's Oprah. Like that's what she looks like to me. (laughs) So that's why I went there. But yeah, Brene, she'd fit. She would fit. Okay, ladies. It's been so much fun. I love you guys. And I will see you soon. Thanks for having us friend. Thank you. Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach, and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. If you're a real estate agent and host client appreciation parties at your house, did you know that your business can actually pay you rent personally for up to 14 days per year, and it's completely tax-free to you, and it's a huge business deduction on your business that can save you thousands of dollars in taxes? For more info, follow us on Instagram at Your Tax Coach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com.